Welcome to the Brutally Honest Podcast, hosted by Harrison Barron and sponsored by the Nerds That Care, your full-service IT solutions. Everything from software to hardware, security infrastructure, and a lot of those times you need to call them when you're just pissed off, you can't open up the web page, you can't print, and basically anything in between. Um, they'll take care of, they have a nice friendly staff, a nice little help center. Um, we specialize in antivirus and things of that nature as well. So if you get a virus and you need your computer cleaned, kids going on websites they probably shouldn't, you bring it down, you get it all cleaned out. It's like a tune-up for your car. So stop by and there's that care, located over in Bohemia. They're great people. And uh, let them know Harrison sent you. And on that note, John motherfucking Keel back on the show. <laughs> oh, I was so excited for this one. That's an introduction, brother. Right? Yeah, man. So we were just, we were rambling. We rambled, we rambled and rambled yeah. and rambled. You we know, we, we got to, we got to. What we have to do is turn on the microphones the second I walk in. <laughs> we did All this right, last time done. too. We, you know, we. For those listening, we I walk in, we start. You know, I haven't seen him in since the last podcast. Yeah, which probably yeah. like two months ago. Yeah, now. you're a busy man. You're a busy man to get a hold of. Yeah, you know, and and well, it's because of the kids, to be honest. But uh, yeah, so so I haven't seen you in like two months. So we walk in. Hey, what's up? Blah blah blah. And next yeah. thing you know, we're rambling on. It's like, oh shit, we should have the the microphones on for this. <laughs> and then we're like, all right, let's turn them on. And then we ramble on about something else. <laughs> Wait, wait, we gotta put, we gotta put the microphones on, so they're on, they're yeah, on. So thanks now they're for having on. me, man. I'm really stoked. Hey, I'm thanks really for being here, man. Yeah, yeah. So we were rambling on about Yetis, and you're like, "Why the fuck do you have all these Yetis, Harrison?" And I was yeah. like, "All right." So anybody who doesn't know, Yeti is a ridiculously overpriced brand, um, but you kind of get what you pay for for the most part. Their products are extremely good. Is there competitors? Of course, every fucking market has competitors. So I was telling John my story the other day of, and this is how this is how I ended up with more Yetis than I fucking can drink out of it one time. Um, I go to Dick's and I had to do just a simple return. I bought rain gear, ripped immediately. I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. Like, it was a joke of a, of of rain gear. So I was like, all right, you know, let me go back there and return it. So I go there and return it. I walk in. I'm like, wow, Yetis are on sale. That's like MacBooks going on sale yeah, for doesn't happen for drinkware. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, awesome. I was like, I don't know if I can really... I already have one. I mean, how many more do I really need? So you bought six. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> but here's the catch. So I was like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm not going to buy them. I'm not going to buy them. And then I go to do my return. But when now I figured out when Dick's... You go to Dick's and you do a return, you get 15% off to the whole store for three hours on your next purchase. So you could do some fucking yeah, damage. So, so you got the 25 off of the Eddie. Then an additional yes. 15 off. Yeah. What if you went back inside after you bought them, returned the Yetis to get another fifteen percent? So then, then all of a sudden, you get another fifteen percent. So that's, no, I'm sure. That's I'm like sure there's. Oh on. my god, I'm sure that they have some kind of uh, some safeguards. Yeah, some safeguards. But it was only drinkware. It wasn't the cooler. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if I could justify two hundred dollars or so for a cooler, but I could definitely justify a hundred, a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars. I'm like, two hundred dollars is a little crazy, but. What it like? Yeah, but these these are the you know these are the obviously if you're listening to the show you can't see them but these are the the Yetis that you put your can of beer in you put your bottle of beer in whatever yeah it may be. I'm, I'm got, pissed I didn't buy more of these things right well so but you're gonna use these a whole lot more often than you're gonna use a cooler oh yeah so that, and that's the other reason why I was like all right I could do that yeah and and not only that when you do use a cooler it's for the day it's not like you need to keep something cold for seven days unless you're doing like. Unless you're doing one of those deep sea yeah. fishing, you're out on the water for 
for for for an extended period of time. Where or if they do another Woodstock. Yes. <laughs> you <go. laughs> yes. When you're out, when you're out there, when you're grinding, gone for days, yeah. and you need to be drunk for days. You need a Yeti <laughs> cooler. Because nobody's keeping it. That's the new. That's, that's their new tagline. When you need to be drunk for days, <laughs> Yeti coolers. <laughs> the qu- now, the, now the real question is: If you need to be drunk for days, you're probably not with the right people. If you're killing a cooler over the course of a week, that shit should nope. be gone, gone after a day. That's, they should only be full for a day. You <laughs> that you're hanging out with the wrong people. This is this is great. I'm here. I'm here. We're gonna talk about my business, how professional I am. We're talking. I've already cursed three times, and we're talking about getting bombed. Uh, of course, why Yay. not? Why not? So, all right. Welcome, so, welcome to the brutally <laughs> honest. Yeah, welcome podcast. to the podcast. I hope everybody's fucking riled up. Um, all right. So, talking about the business, I know that you came in here all all fired up and pretty excited to hear about it. And I, I already did hear a little bit about it. Yeah. So, so when I was here the last time. Um, I had just gotten back from Michigan where my, I have two partners in Michigan, they're mm-hmm. brothers. Um, so I just gotten back from my first trip more, I shouldn't say my first trip to Michigan, my first trip to Michigan regarding watch gauge, which mm-hmm. is the name of the business watch gauge. So it was, it, it was really very, very, uh, in the very beginning of it where we were talking about, it was all, um, it was all strategy, ideas, thoughts, nothing had been done at that point. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. So with that, We've been doing nothing but working our tails off. We've got, um, you know, they have an in-house IT guy. This guy, Johnny's phenomenal. So it's Ara and Armin, who are the two brothers, uh, and this guy, John, who's, uh, I guess, our technical director. He's amazing. But since then, we've also picked up a, uh, uh, an illustrator, a designer, a graphic designer. Um, the, main, the main focus is from, from their standpoint, they're going to operate out of Michigan where they're going to do all of the technology stuff. They're going to do all the bill- billing of the website and... Um, any anything technology related, mm-hmm. um, and all the accounting and things like that are be done out of there. I'm going to be doing all the physical operations as well as I'm going to be the main liaison with all the brands that we're carrying. So the long and the short of it is is that um, we got into it before uh, we we started recording. But you know the 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 watch industry, which I've been in for 18 years, the I've always been in the high end side of the industry, you know, the 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 super expensive stuff. Starting, I shouldn't say super, but starting at two grand and going up to half a million dollars. That that was the world I lived in. Over the last two grand month, is still a lot of money. Oh sure, ex- two, on a fucking well, watch. That's, well, that's that's the whole that's the whole thing, and that's the, one of the reasons we're getting into watch gauge, and I'll explain that in a second. But you know, so so for eighteen years I lived in this world that you know people would buy a ten fifteen thousand dollar watch, and and when I get into the business. I was like, oh my god! I can't believe people pay this for for a watch. Yeah. By the time I was getting out of that that sector, or or at least the retail side of it, I was like, oh, sold another fifty thousand dollars watch today. It was no big deal. So that was the kind of That's world I lived in. Crazy. So what's what's going on in the industry is the industry's the high end industry is not doing great. It hasn't been doing great for years, and it doesn't seem like it's going to do any better in the next couple of years. So it's harder and harder for people to buy. To adjust, yeah, I think justifying is a lot. Of, there's a ton of reasons behind it, but not only that. I mean, think about the people that do have plenty of money to buy them uh, because the economy's not that great. I, I've heard from clients, you know, I just don't want to wear a, a twenty thousand or ten or fifty thousand dollar watch when my friends can't pay their mortgages or whatever it may be. It just it, it the the times have changed a little bit. I think. Oh wow, That's and there's pretty... but there's a lot of other things going on too where. The Swiss, where all the high-end watches are from, most of them are from, um, for years they started over manu- like manufacturing more and more watches because Asia was doing great, China was doing great, Hong Kong. Those markets tanked about four or five years ago. So now 
instead of those brands saying, okay, well, we're making this many watches, but we can sell, you know, let, let's say they know from their demographics or their, or their studies they can sell 40,000 watches. They're, they're still making 60,000 watches. Yeah. Like, like China's still, you know, buying a third of their, of their pieces, but they're not. So at the end of the year, they're stuck with 20,000 watches, and all of a sudden it gets dumped on what's called the gray market. A uh, little plug here, if you want to know what the gray market is, go to quillandpad.com. I wrote a, good, uh, a, a great post on the gray market about that. But, so um, what are they, just giving away for cheap? Well, what it is is that at the, uh, at the end, yeah, more, now I'm curious. More, more or less. So at the end of the year, when a brand is stuck with excess inventory, they will go to the, what's called the quote-unquote gray market. And the gray market is just a, another sales channel. Is that where, like a website or? Well, it's it's going to be a bunch of websites. It's going to be it's going to be individuals who are not part of their normal retail network. So let's say, for instance, to make it really simple, you want to buy an, a, a MacBook, right? Mm. You go to the Apple store. Yeah. Now imagine Apple is stuck with, you know, millions of extra MacBooks. Imagine them going to every other small retailer, mom and pop shop out there, and say, "Hey, we're going to give them to you for you know ten cents, twenty cents on the dollar, and you can sell them at forty cents on the dollar." Just because, just because Apple wants to get rid of them, right? Yeah. So the watch industry is doing something similar like that, and they're going to these known entities um, who will be willing to buy a million, two million, three million dollars worth of product in one shot and write a check. Now these guys are dumping them all on websites. Uh, I'm not going to plug the websites because I'm not a big fan, but there are websites out there where you search a Breitling, a Tag, a, a Omega, or whatever other brand. And you can see, if you just Google it, you're going to see sites come up that are like 60% off, 50% off. Meanwhile, the retail store is only paying 40 off. Their, their normal retail channels are paying 40 off for a watch. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, you and I as a Joe consumer can go and buy the watch for less online than yeah. the retailers themselves. So the industry is just completely fucked up right now in a bad way. Does it mean you can't make money? Does it mean you can't survive? No, of course. You know, you can get out there and you can do your thing and, and make money. And, and I have been for the last bunch of years, and my partners out in Michigan, are, are they've got a high-end store, and they're doing well, um, mainly because they're making the right moves, they're carrying the right brands that don't dump on the gray market, things like that. But getting back, like, so this whole watch gauge thing came about last May. I was out in Michigan delivering a custom project that I did. Um, you know, I do custom watches for real high-end watches for individuals. But I was out in Michigan delivering to a client 20 watches that we custom-made for them. Um, they were about 25 grand a piece. And do I know about this? That was the one that we spoke about on okay. the last podcast, and yeah, I'm not yeah. allowed to really talk about it. Yeah, know, that's fine. Any, I just want to make sure detail. it was the same yeah. one that I was thinking yeah, 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 about. Yeah. So the, the client is real, you know, wants to be private about it. So it's rule number one. So I was delivering the watches out in Michigan. My partners now in this business are an arm, and I've known for 18 years. So I said, guys, I'm going to be in town. I haven't seen you in two, three years. I talked to them all the time, but I haven't seen them. I said, let's grab dinner. So we ended up grabbing dinner, and, and they said, you know, we're talking about the industry and how all the stuff we were just talking about, the gray market and how hard it is to, to just to, to make a buy where it used to be really super much easier anyway. So then they said, well, what do you think, what do you think the future is? Where, where, where is their money to be made? Where is there a living to be made in the watch industry with all this shit that's going on? Mm. So... <clears throat> The one thing that came out of my, 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 you know, the instant thought was micro brands. And they were like, what the fuck are micro brands? Yeah. So a micro brand is basically these brands, um, and, and this is getting to, uh, turning to a long story, but. Go for it, man. This yeah. is the fucking place to tell it. <laughs> cool. So, you know, Kickstarters out there, right? All these crowdfunding sites are out there. Absolutely. I, send so, them to, I try to send them to you whenever I can. I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. You send me a couple of Kickstarter uh, campaigns about watches, right? So, you know. Think about 10 years ago. Pretend you're a, a designer. You're a guy who works in wherever in the world you work, but you love watches and you've got some great ideas for a great design. 
you know, you would have to go to friends or family or find an investor to give you 50 grand, 100 grand, so you can go out and get prototypes made and have a run 100, watch made, whatever it may be, to yeah, try to no start cheap, that business. It's not cheap. Nobody did it then. You know, it was very, very difficult to start your own watch business. Since the crowdfunding sites came about, now there are literally hundreds and hundreds of new brands coming out every year. Mm -hmm. Most of them are priced under a thousand bucks. Most of them are the same garbage. And I don't mean to knock uh, Daniel Wellington, if you're familiar with that brand. Damn. Daniel Wellington is a brand that is, it's a minimalistic watch. It's very, very simple looking. But they were the first ones to do it, and they're they're selling hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars worth of watches now. It was started by one guy who had a great idea. The challenge is, is now that all these crowdfunding sites, uh, all these watch campaigns on the crowdfunding sites, they all look like a Daniel Wellington. So with that, there are a very small number of watch brands that are coming out because of these crowdfunding uh, uh, oh sites. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's everybody super simple. And the, yeah, everybody and their mother has a watch They're like 190 to make those. Daniel Wellingtons and you know and and they have a great business model but everybody in the world is now trying to do that but again there's now there's a small handful of guys who are real designers have real ideas and coming out with really really cool watches under a thousand bucks these watches also have a lot of what a, a fine Swiss watch would have they'd have sapphire crystals automatic movements um, what they call 316L stainless steel, which is the best stainless steel you could put in a watch. Um, you know, they're doing all the right things as far as manufacturing-wise, but they're small brands. It's, 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 they're guys who just have a great idea, great design. They put up a crowdfunding site. They get funded. They make watches. Most of these crowdfunding campaigns don't work. The ones that are cool, the ones that will work, now they have a brand, right? So they created yeah. a couple hundred watches. They sold them through the crowdfunding. They sell them through their website. But then they get to the point, at that point, where they're like, well, gee, we're going to make our second model or second watch or, or a couple different color variations. But holy crap, how do, how do we sell these things? If we're not going to sell them on crowdfunding sites, and how, yeah. we, how are we going to get the traffic on our website? You know, these guys aren't in the sales business or the watch sales business, right? Yeah, they have no idea. And not only that, their consumer, their audience is familiar with them. They're not familiar with all the other cool brands, micro brands out there. So watch gauge, th this, these are things I was explaining to Aaron Armin in that dinner that night. And um, I kind of said, I said, look, I said, that's where the money is at. And they're like, well, how would you go about it? Or, or, or R even said, he goes, would, what would you do? Build a website and bring these brands into one central location and, and, and represent them and sell them. I said, that's exactly what we do. <laughs> That's so, a, you hit the I nail mean, on the head. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it was exactly, I mean, cause I don't even think I could articulate it at that point. And yeah. we, we kind of had the dinner. We had a couple beers. We talked for a couple hours, and I went on my merry way. I delivered the, those other watches the next day, and I left Michigan. I came home. I'd given a couple thoughts about it, but never really went anywhere. And then about um, five months ago, six months ago, Ara called me out of the blue. I was, I was in my car. I'll never forget it. And I'm like, you know, hello? And he goes, are you serious? That's all he said. I'm like, about what? <laughs> and I'm, and I, meanwhile, I had to look at my phone to see who, who who's even on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, about what? He goes, that that micro brand thing. You serious about that? I said, I said, I'm, it's a heart attack. I said these brands have nowhere to go to sell their watches except their own websites and crowdfunding. Yeah. There's no, there's no community that actually brings these brands together. Now, don't get me wrong. On on Facebook and here and there, you're gonna find groups that are enthusiastic. You know, have enthusiast Absolutely. groups. But but there's nowhere um, that's gonna be kind of I don't want to say the authority, but somewhere that that is is almost like the ringleader. Um, and that's kind of the goal. Um, so I've, in the last five months or six months, we, 
we kind of, I mean, I spent hours and hours and days and weeks going through just whether it's social media, whether it's websites, whether it's blogs, whatever it may be, trying to pinpoint the best of the best when it comes to micro brands. Mm -hmm. And I think we've done a really good job. So we, we've, we've got about 15 brands, maybe 12 to 15 brands that we're going to start with, we're going to launch with. Um, and every single one of these brands. Now, as I was talking, I came from the high-end world, right? I'm used to, and I'm not trying to sound like a jerk, but the world I came from, you know, I was wearing $5,000, $10,000 watches. Every brand that we're carrying for watch gauge that are under $1,500, me, most cases under $1,000, um, and some as little as three or four hundred. Now, will you make the exception at any point to, to taking a watch that's uh, it'll be five, a game day 10. decision. It'll be a game day decision. Okay. I mean, if if not not five or ten thousand, it just would to totally defeat our purpose. I yeah. think I think it, you know if we're dealing with a brand and we're doing well with it, and all of a sudden they make one model that has got a special movement, and now it's two grand, eighteen hundred. You know what? Sure, we'll we'll slide that in there. Yeah, but I guess we, yeah. Once you're dealing with a brand, if they if they do beef it up a little bit, you kind of got to go with it. Yeah, I mean, one of the things. One of the things that, that really made it click is we were talking at that dinner, we were talking about their store. Now, R&R and own a store, and they carry Audemars Piguet and Hublot and a bunch of really high-end brands, 15, 20, 50, $100,000 watches. So kind of making my case for what the micro brand business model would be, I said, how many people are going to walk past your store in a day? And they gave a number. I said, okay, what percentage of those people walking by your store can afford to come in here and spend 20, 15, 10,000 on a watch? And they said, gee, maybe 1%, maybe, yeah, maybe if, 2 yeah, if right, so whatever it may be. I said, okay, now take a $500 watch, for instance, that's really cool, automatic sapphire crystal, really well made. How many people do you know walking by your store would be able to afford that $500 watch? And they said, probably 95 out of 100. I said, that's right. I said, there's our market. Now, now our market are my friends who are cops and teachers and you know like any you know they're anybody my nephew can buy a $500 watch if he wants to and he's 20 years old you yeah. know what I mean like it's we're it's not, not a piece of shit no it's a great watch and and, and not to mention I mean people are going to spend what three four hundred on, on an Apple watch right I don't know what they I don't know <laughs> what they go for they go for like so they go for almost a fucking grand now I, I won't even put one of those on my wrist but um, but think about enough. think about this they're spending even if they're spending three or four hundred or five or a grand whatever they're spending that technology is going to be absolutely gone in two or three years. That watch is going in the garbage yep. in two or three years. Take a take a mechanical, well-made watch for eight hundred bucks, nine hundred bucks. That damn thing can be on your wrist literally for a hundred years. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's. I've got I've got at home my grandfather's uh, Breitling from nineteen forty seven, and the thing runs perfectly. Oh wow, these actually came down quite a bit in price. What the Apple Watch? Yeah, yeah, they're uh, two seventy now. Right. Oh, so uh, this is the this one's six fifty seven hundred. Yeah, but even at two fifty, you're throwing that away in two years. You spend a thousand or eight hundred or fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So, you know that the, the the point is pretty simple. That you know if people like the whole idea of of a watch or or an accessory that they can have for many years, that's going to treat them well. Um, you know, when, when we say automatic movement, for those who don't know what that means, there's no battery in this thing. It, it runs, it springs and gears and it runs off the motion of your wrist. Yeah. Right. So we, we, we kind of joke around, we pitch it. Hey, if you're, if you're into green, being green with solar and all that stuff, look, don't put a battery in your watch wearing automatic, right? Oh, absolutely. Or, I mean, there's a bunch of different reasons why somebody would buy it, an automatic. You want to know what's fucked up too? I have a, uh, I have a Seiko at home and yeah. it's, and it's, uh, it has the bullshit solar panel thing on there. Yeah. yeah and then, solar. Yeah. And yeah. it has the battery in it. And I've literally had it for three years, and it's a and don't get me wrong, it's a great watch, 
but it only lasts like three or four months, and then I have to send it out to Seiko to get it revamped, and it's literally half the price of the watch. I'm like, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I almost want to have them fix it and just sell it because yeah. this is now the th- this will be now the third time I have to send it out to Seiko because there's a battery in it and something with the solar panel, whatever it is. Yeah. My, my and this sounds hysterical, but my automatic fossil watch. Yeah. Oh, it's dead. Hold on one second. Let me you, put it on, shake it around a little bit, and yeah. You wind you wind it up. It's a spring. It's a gear. It's done. You know. It's done. And I never have to worry about it. Never. I mean, and, and what happens with an automatic watch is if you wear it, let's say you wear it, you know, for a day or you wear it for 10 days, whatever you wear it for, if you put it down, it's going to continue to run for about two days. Yeah. Right? About 42 hours is, is what, they, what they get. If you pick it up five days later, all you have to simply do is, is set it re- really quickly, put it on your wrist, move around a little bit, and there you go. And it's running. It will run. You'll never have to do anything to it. It'll run until you take it off for two days. Yeah. You know, so, you know, so there's a lot of reasons. And the other thing is this. What do guys have? Right, unless you're unless you're a Guido from uh, you know the Jersey Shore, or you know, and you're triggered. Yeah, that's it. You know, and you if you're if you're not, I, I don't know about you. I don't wear jewelry, right? I'll wear I a watch. Wear, I'll yeah. wear a watch. I'll wear a watch. That's, that's it. You know, and it's and it can be an extension of what your personality is. I don't even like a necklace. No, I don't either. Once in a blue moon, a necklace. I, don't, I mean, I hate to say it, I don't even wear my wedding band anymore because I just find it uncomfortable at this point and. I told my wife, she's like, why don't you wear your band? I said, I'm just not comfortable. I'll get it tattooed for that matter. I don't, you know, it's yeah. nothing to do with not wearing a band. I don't like jewelry. And yeah. now it's funny because I haven't worn my wedding band in a few years because I, I used to work in a suit and tie and I would wear it every day. That's yeah. kind of like the, the mold, right? But um, when, I, when I went out on my own and I wear flip-flops and jeans and whatever else, I just stopped wearing the wedding band, right? And so it's not about having having like it on, but... Then when we do get dressed up, or not even dressed up, but if, if we're going out somewhere and I put on a nice watch and I put on my wedding band, I feel like I'm gaudy. I feel like I'm like, I feel yeah. like I'm like I feel like I'm too flashy. Yeah. So so to I feel me, like I'm too flashy. Yeah. So for, yeah. Well, to, to me, it's a watch is a guy's kind of that's their accessory, man. That and your phone, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Just and, uh, whatever. I have my gigantic my fo- iPhone seven now. Yeah, my, my my phone makes no statement at all. <laughs> what do you? Oh, you have the five. I have the five oh, SE, man. Oh. I, you know why? I keep it in my front pocket of my jeans, and and I can't fit a damn seven or six in there. Uh, so uh, I, I guess I have big pockets. Yeah, well, so I don't. I, you know what? <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had the six, and the six just wasn't keeping up with the daily, the daily grind, and. People are like, oh, you know, you're on your phone a lot. I'm like, well, I'm answering emails. I'm checking social media. Now that I have a podcast, I'm just trying. Like, your goal is to produce content, just content, content, content. Checking sites. You're communicating with friends. I'm constantly texting friends to get them on the show. Yeah. I'm constantly going or back to my texting other account. friends to tell people to go listen to the show because yes. somebody was just on it. Yeah. Right. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's and they're like, oh, okay. So my six was just crawling. Yeah. And I was just and I and there were so many times where I was just like. I have the six here and it's really pissing me off and it would probably do better on the side of the road while I'm driving. <laughs> and there's so many times where I've like almost rolled down just the window and just tossed it. Yep. It's, uh, I'll just go get another one. Yeah. It's, I need, this is way too slow. And I finally, and I was trying to hold out to the next iPhone. Right. The eight. Yeah. Eight, 10, whatever the fuck they're going to name it yeah. at this point. Um, but I was trying to hold out to the next one, and I was like, you know what? Let me get this one. I'll sell it when the new one comes out. I'll just buy the yeah, new one. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that they make a smaller version, you know, for little guys like me with really? little pockets. Yeah, man. Ugh. And not only that, I mean, you know, I can text with one hand. I can have the phone in one hand and text. That, when, that you know is I mean? one thing I have to say. I do <laughs> miss about just the regular seven this or is, the regular size. Yeah, the regular. Like, that the, was great. This my wife's got the seven. I don't know. She's got the regular size seven too. 
I was looking at the other one. I'm like, this is like carrying an iPad around. The one biggest thing that I've seen, though, with this thing is this camera. Oh, I know. It's, it's bananas, right? fucking <laughs> crazy I know. good. I, know. I mean, we're, I was at my buddy's graduation ceremony to get it to get done. Uh, he was being sworn into the Air Force as a second lieutenant. And I saw other people taking the photos, and I'm taking the photos. And not only is mine 10 times clearer, yeah. which is crazy because yeah. it's only a year or two newer, but like the fucking colors are popping. Like well, the, the display helps. I mean, because yeah, the display yeah. makes those color pops too. But but you're absolutely right. We we went to Niagara a month ago or whatever yeah. with the like, kids. This is as good as a a baseline DSLR camera. Well, I kept saying to my wife, I'm like I'm, I'm like you know take pictures. And she's like you take pictures. I'm like your camera's better. So like you know because she's got the seven. Yeah. Because the camera's much better. Yeah. It really is. And the seven. And better. then and now I have. A, I don't know if you even do this, but you have you get the zoom feature on here. So, for example, I could take, the, I could, I could have that, and then I could also do, I could touch because it's got the two cameras on it. So I could zoom, right? Which is huge because yeah. then you got to do the digital zoom and it pixelates everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if I'm just like, oh, you know, I don't have that extra two or three feet to grab, yeah, yeah. or if I do and I just want to go to that next camera, yeah. I know this is not a plug-in for Apple. No, not at all. Because they've been, I've, and I've shit on them quite a few times because they're just not on their A game with a lot of stuff. But uh, oh, good, we can recycle. Um, and help yourself to another beer if you'd like one. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, but it was just the the second camera is so nice. Yeah, yeah. So I like I said, I'm hoping that when they do come out with uh, the eight or the ten or whatever the hell they're gonna call it, then uh, I'm hoping they make a small version. Yeah. You know. Oh, I was shit. I was shitting on them because their their computer game is just not. It slacks. Yeah. It slacks pretty hard. I agree. Lately, more than uh, now that R.I.P. Steve Jobs. Yeah, but Tim Cook, I just don't think brings the same caliber as, as Steve Jobs did. The the challenge I have is 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 if you get a PC with certain specs yeah. and you get a Mac with certain specs, that Mac's costing you three times as much. Oh, without two, you know whatever two and two times as much without whatever. a doubt. And then at the end of the day, they're they're op- they're doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't see any added benefit. Like if there was added benefit. Yeah, for the to, consumer side, yeah. Apple is great. Yeah, it's pretty hard to fuck that thing up. Yeah, no, I use a MacBook for for random personal stuff. Yeah, but as far as like a business yeah. or anything gaming, basically yeah. anything that's not, oh, I need to share my photos on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Like you should probably have a PC, and and for the amount of money that you spend, yeah, like you said, you could spend two grand on a on a on a MacBook, and it's probably not even the top tier. You yeah. could literally get a top tier Dell Lenovo HP, whatever it Absolutely. is, and it'll blow it out of the water. Absolutely. I was so. talking with uh, you know, our, our tech director today, John, because because I signed some new lease. I signed a new lease for some space uh, that I'm getting keys for tomorrow, uh, which is pretty cool. Where is it? Uh, Bayport. Uh, it's it's right on Montauk Highway in Bayport, no fucking uh, way. corner of Montauk and McConnell. Yeah, where they where the Shaolin uh, Karate okay. Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right in that building. No way. Yeah, I'm facing that car wash. Yeah. Oh boy, that's, <laughs> it's a great space. That's like, hysterical. You know, I was looking at spaces over here where you're at in Bohemia, and, and you know everything was everything. First of all, everything was sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen hundred feet and more, which I don't need at this point. Yeah. Um, and you probably get by with a room this big for the most part. Well, I'm going to need a bit more storage than yeah. this, but and I'm also going to be doing a lot of video out of it, so I'm going to need a big section for a green screen and a bunch of other yeah, things. Yeah. But so this place popped up on uh, on LoopNet, which is like the MLS for for commercial. MLS, you know, uh, multiple listing service. So oh, yeah, you yeah. know, when you're buying a house, you go to MLS. And yeah. When you're when you're looking at commercial uh, property, you go to LoopNet. And uh, so I was looking at LoopNet, and this thing popped up, and it's uh, 
It's right in that building. It's 1,150 square feet. It's, oh, it's literally perfect. nine-tenths of a mile from my house, and yeah. it couldn't be better. So so I signed the lease uh, last week. I finally got all the docs over today and get the keys tomorrow, man. Congratulations, Stoked man. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very stoked. So what was I saying before I said something? I, I said that. We were talking about... Uh, we were talking about Max being a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, so I was talking to John, my tech director. That's right. Um, because now I got it. Max got, aren't a piece of shit, by the way. They're no, just, no. They're it's slacking just on the tech game a little bit. For for business and, and certain things, they're just not as as good for the money, especially. Yes. So, yeah, so I was talking to him, and I'm, you know, I said, you got to set me up with a, with a computer, this, that, and the other. So we were talking about that. I said, and, and I, I do use my MacBook from on a personal level. I, I have a PC in my office now. But I need I need a better one, and so I said, "What do you suggest? Should I get a Mac?" He's, he's not a Mac guy, you know. He's not an Apple guy. So he's like, "No." He's like, "For for under two grand, we're gonna set you up with a machine that's gonna be bananas. It's gonna be crazy." You should have so, called me. Should have called I me. I should have, but this guy works for us already, man. We're all right, paying. all right. I can't really. I can't really. <laughs> and he's got a corporate credit card, so he's just gonna buy mm, the damn thing and send right, it to enough, me. <laughs> fair enough. So yeah, so so yeah, things are rocking and rolling. The. I brought two watches with me to, sh you know, just to show you kind of the thing I'm doing. The strange thing is, like, all right, so when we talked about that other project that I did that I'm not allowed to say what it was for and yeah. for that super high-end watch, these I don't want to tell you the names of on the air because our launch is going to be pretty cool. So so because we're trying to go at this at a, as a – Right, you go you go to any watch site or make it a shoe site or sneaker site or clothes site for that matter. You go to any e-com site – it's basically a mini Amazon. Yes. And these people are looking to compete with Amazon, which is stupid. So You're never going to compete with Amazon. You no. Know. So you go to any watch site there, and I'm not knocking them. There's some great guys out there running some good sites who you could buy watches from. But you get there, and it's the same thing. It's it's you, you have a filter by brand. You filter by size. You filter by price. You style, whatever it may be. And it looks like a mini Amazon, albeit different colors and different yeah. positions. Our launch is going to be quite a bit different. So we're officially launching. I think our, our landing page will be up tomorrow, I believe. Okay. But our, our official launch is going to be July 6th. Okay. So on July 6th, you're going to get to our site, and there's going to be nothing to buy. You can't buy a thing on July 6th when we open, which sounds strange. Would you open a retail That's store? With, <laughs> right. That's so basically, there's going to be a video front and center of me explaining what watch gauge is, who we are, where we came from why we're doing what we're doing basically a more a better a better articulated version of what we just spoke about yeah then on july 11th we're going to launch our first brand okay so is it either one of the ones it is in front it's, of it's this one okay and the funny thing is is so th this watch that i'm holding that i brought i'm i don't want to say the name because you're gonna have to you know people can we give gonna, them a t can we give them a hint uh, I'll, I'll give them a hint Okay. Both it, watch brand names are after animals. It's okay. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I didn't think about. I didn't think about the other one. The other one's the guy's last name, but it happens to be an, uh, a name that's an animal, right? Never thought about that. That works. I just so, thought about that yeah, while yeah, you were saying. That. Yeah, go figure that out, guys. Uh, so, <laughs> so what it is is that actually, I'll give a little plug in right now. If anybody contacts me, who can figure out the two watches that are in front of us, and one is silver and one is black. I'll buy half your watch. <laughs> I, will I, was, fuck, I will buy half your watch okay. out of my pocket. You're going to get a thousand people, hopefully, just yelling animal names at you. Maybe. All right. So, Maybe. 
So what we're going to do is, so July 6th, we're going to launch the site. You can go to the site. You're going to see the video of, of what we the are. The first person. We are. We'll go with the first person. Yes. I can't afford 1,000 people. Yeah, okay. No, of course. <laughs> but I'm saying that one person is going to be it. So then then what's going to happen is um, you'll have the opportunity to to follow us on all social channels and whatever it may be and sign up for a newsletter. But So then on the 11th, which I believe is a Tuesday, so July 11th, we're actually going to launch our, that first brand. That first brand... Oddly enough, you would you would think as a guy in my position, I want to sell as many watches as possible to make money, right? We're getting 10 of these, 10 pieces, not 10 models, not 10 colors, not, we're getting 10 pieces. The reason being is that this this particular watch that I'm holding that's going to be our first launch is the, the, the guys made their first 500 pieces. That's all they made when they originally launched as a brand. They're almost completely sold out and they've allotted 10, 10 pieces to us. So... Those 10 pieces, once they're sold, they're gone. You can't get them again. They're limited edition. They're numbered. Then the brand will not have another watch come out until probably the end of August. So so on the 11th, we're going to launch. We're going to have that one watch. To sell. We're going to have 10 watches of that one piece, right? So you're going to buy those. The following week, we're going to launch brand number two. Which is? Not the not the other watch that's sitting here. Okay. Um, it's, it's another brand. This brand has a little bit more. They, they're certainly allotting us more watches. There's more variety. Um, during that, you know, in between the 6th and the 11th, we're going to be teasing the first brand. In between the 11th and the, and the 18th, we're going to be teasing the next brand. So, And then we're going to follow along that path for the next two and a half months or so. So it's, up. it's going to be kind of building that anticipation. Hopefully, if you're a watch guy and you're liking what you see so far in the beginning in the first week or two, hopefully you'll look forward to every Tuesday what what, what launch you know what brand are we going to launch um, and every brand is completely different so it's going to be that creating of that that um, that anticipation that excitement sort of of wanting to log on and and follow us on Instagram and, and wherever else to see what we're doing then with that what's what I think is pretty cool are they all gonna have a rubber band by the way no 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 there's gonna be no that, that on the first 10 yeah um that's actually going to come on rubber, and it's going to have a leather in the box. So you're going to have both both strap options on that piece. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be one of the first buyers. There you go. I'll be one of the, I'll be one of the ten. I yeah, <laughs> works for me. Works for me. It's a cool piece. It's a really really it really. Cool watch. I mean, nobody can really see this. Well, actually, I'm going to hold it up I'll, to the camera. Yeah. Oh, they're going to see the brand. That's okay. You can right. do it. You can do it. So one of the things to mention with this watch, right, is that the whole case is is made of materials that you would find in a stupid high-end watch. Yeah. It's okay. actually kind of funny because this is like growing on me now. It's And it's actually very light. So the, the top portion of the case is ceramic, which you can't scratch, you can't dent, you, can't, you cannot hurt ceramic. So it's ceramic with a sapphire crystal covering the face, right? Then underneath that, there's a thin red aluminum you know, uh, inner case, which just gives it a pop of color. And then the main portion of the case is actually a material called forged carbon. So forged carbon, you find in 10, 15, $20,000 watches, this watch retailing for under, under a thousand bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. Automatic movement. So it's, it, it, that's great. It's kind of, it's, it's a reason we're getting into this. I mean, you know, I'm a watch nerd. I, I, I love watches, but that doesn't mean that I'm in love with high end watches only or, 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 Expensive watches only. I get just as ex- as excited and stoked about a G-Shock for 
a hundred bucks as I would about a three thousand dollar watch. I just happen to enjoy watches. You wanna know what's fucked up about my G Shock too? Battery's dead. <laughs> of course, man. Fucking batteries, man. Batteries die, man. They last three years, four years. And we don't even we don't have a funeral for them. We don't have we don't have a ceremony. You know, Every batter- time batteries die. Yeah, no, it's kinda like the kind so of like, sad. It's kinda like that family member you just didn't like. You just <laughs> take it easy man. <laughs> Buy battery. <laughs> Not I gonna, do. I do really like this watch. It's great. I just wish the band was a little bit longer because I have a really large wrist. But other than that, I love this. This watch is actually growing on me really fast. Yeah, it's 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 just it's cool. The other thing that's cool about this this price point, this this market we're getting involved in, it's not bad. Well, what's great about it too for us and for and for our clients is that you would conceivably have four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten watches over time, right? I know a lot of guys will go out and buy their Rolex Submariner. They'll never buy another watch again in their life. That's so sad. That it is sad. so sad. Well, it's true. I mean, because I want one. Well, they they buy that watch. It it works with you know swimsuit. It works with a suit. It works with the tux. It it works with almost any outfit. So most most guys will buy their Rolex. They'll put it on. They'll and it's and don't get me wrong. It's a great watch. But when you, you never owned a Rolex, right? Never. Oof. I'm going to ask you about that in a minute after yeah. this story. So, so I know you wrote an article about it. Yeah, I did. I actually read that. Nice. You were, you were the one? <laughs> so, <laughs> Somebody made a joke, Billy made a joke on the podcast. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, I hope none of your listeners, it was something like along the lines, like, oh, I hope none of all of your one listeners are going to be mad at me or anything like that. I was like, God, God damn you, Billy. <laughs> hey, look, man, things need to grow, right? He's like, your mom's a nice, nice person. It's good. It's good. She supports you. I was like, fuck. <laughs> Walked into That's, that one. It's not true. I listened to like two or three of them. I appreciate that. <laughs> so. Yeah, so like when in this segment, right in the in the 500, 800, 900, you know, you might buy a watch like like the one you just held up to the camera. That's yeah. black and sporty. And it's a nice watch, and it's, it's a, actually pretty comfortable too. Right, but then you might buy a dressier watch. You might buy a watch that's got a chronograph, right? Like the other one, right? Yep. You you, you know you can in this price point. If you bought a five hundred dollar watch today, it's conceivable in a half a year, or a year if you really like watches, you'll buy another one and another one and another one. So. You know, we, we, we are aiming at getting people who really enjoy watches or are enthusiastic about them. And look, if people don't know about them, we're going to have a whole section on the website and on our YouTube that's all about education about watches. You know, the, That's so important like how, how, because nobody has it. You know, and the ones that do, um, they, so. they're pretty good at it. Well, no, they're pretty good at it. But you know what it is? You go to their YouTube channel and you basically have to search for it. Yeah. Right. You have to. Yeah. In between their, in between their watch reviews and in between their interviews, which are all great content things, it's like we're we're going to, we're not we're not doing anything new. We're going to do it better. Is is what I I keep telling myself. And and when people ask, you know, well, you're doing a watch show. Yeah, we're not doing anything brand new. We're going mm-hmm. to do it better. We're going to bring on brands that you can't find on Amazon or you can't find anywhere. Yeah. We're going to we're going to educate you. Hopefully, in the best, cleanest smoothest way possible the other thing is too is i'd love to maybe do you know with with the youtube i would love to maybe do a live uh, like a live channel where you get questions people call up hey man i don't understand you know the depth rating on a watch when it says it's it's good to 50 meters does that mean i can go 150 feet deep you know these are good valid questions they're not always obvious answers you know yes. so you know believe it or not you're not going to go want, want to go swimming with a watch that's rated for 100 meters you're you know, not going to want to? You can. You can go in the pool. You can go in the boat, like in the water. But but let's say this for a second. Let's say you let's say you go water skiing. You're wearing it because you're not going to go 100 feet deep or 300 feet deep. With that impact. When you hit the water, that impact can 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 
you know, uh, compromise the crystal or compromise the back where water's wow. going to get in there. Water gets in a watch. Are either, watch. are either one of these rated for that? Uh, this one's 300, and this one, I think, what is this one? Uh, this one should be at least three, 300 meters, yeah. So 300 meters, you're, you're pretty good to go. Um, I fucking love this one. I love them both, actually. This, they're just, you know, they're different, right? That was that. That goes back to that whole thing of the months and and weeks I've spent sifting through the hundreds of brands and watches that yeah, are the out there. Yeah, times you bailed on me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> I was sitting at home staring at Instagram and uh, <laughs> finding these people, <laughs> trying to find watches. The, um, the other thing that's interesting as hell is that these brands are from all over the world. So I'm I've created relationships in the last four or five months with some fantastic people. You know, one one's actually uh, in in uh, Switzerland. One guy in New Zealand. You know, the 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 watcher holding there. He's from the Pacific Northwest or uh, Northern California, uh, up by the. Are these Redwoods. made in America too? No, uh, no, no. These the don't one. Don't tell me they're made in China. They're not. Uh, well, look. The truth of the matter is, parts are made in China. Oh, of course. But um, parts are made in uh, Australia. Parts, believe it or not, parts are made in like the Netherlands. So there, there, there's uh, one brand in particular we're going to be dealing with down the road. Um, that one's going to get launched, I think, around probably towards the end of the launches. So probably around September, October. What I like about this brand that we're going to launch is that on in their specs, they're telling you where every single piece was made. Holy shit. So the crystal was made here. It's no joke. The crystal was made here. The dial was made there. It tells you the name of the company that made the component, and you can actually just, it's got like, you can click on that, and it actually sends you to that compo- that company's website. So what they're doing is- so you could is, build your own watch, essentially. You could, really yeah, if you, had, I mean, if, if you had the bucks to do it, because they're doing it in bulk, and it's costing them a lot less. But but what what's really cool about that is it's this whole level of transparency, right? Because you buy, and I'm, I, I, don't, I don't mean the shit on some of the, bigger powerful brands because i've got friends there that work at these brands and i own a couple of them or whatever but you take a brand like tag Heuer, you take omega you take you know 99 percent of the of the high-end watch brands out there and guess what their ca- their cases are made in china their oh. their bracelets are made in china their leather might be made in italy um with subpar leathers who knows the truth of the matter is is nobody freaking knows to be a swiss watch 51% of the watch has to be manufactured in Switzerland, as the standards are now. The movement takes up 51% of the watch. Uh. So when you're buying, let's say you're buying, and, and, and I don't think every Omega is this way, I don't think every tag is this way, but just for the sake of argument, let's say you buy an Omega, you're spending five grand on a Swiss watch. The only thing Swiss in there, the only thing legally has to be Swiss in there is the movement. That's fucked up. So the dial, the dial, the crystal, the bracelet, the case, all that shit can be made in China. Now, here's the other thing. Nothing against China. but No, well, here's the other thing that I've learned in the last four or five months dealing with the owners of these brands. There are different levels of factories in China, within China. So one brand I'm dealing with gets their cases made in the same exact case factory as half of the Swiss brands. And he pays more for his cases, his watch cases, because they're made to a higher standard and better quality. One of the brands, um, this one here, yeah, this guy, a few months ago, changed half of his production in the factory he was in because he realized his factory he was using was subpar. So he ended up going to a better factory and paying more money for it. So even within Chinese stuff, 
you know, things to manufacture in China, there are different levels of Yeah, that's everything, though. So so that watch you see in, in Walmart for 20 bucks, that's the shittiest of the shitty, right? <laughs> then that you, is the worst watch ever. Yeah, well, I'm saying you, you can literally buy a watch for five bucks after it was shipped to the United yeah. States. You're getting pretty much the the bottom of the barrel when it comes to Chinese it, manufacturing. It's so fucked up because, and I don't know, this does no correlation, but I love when people are like, I'm like, oh, dude, I can't, I want to get this watch. You know, it's like this much money. And it doesn't even matter how much money it is. Anything over $100 is like all of a sudden expensive. People think you're nuts, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I can't wait to get this watch. And like you said, men have one piece of jewelry. Yeah. Maybe two. And the second is the wedding ring. I, if I'm going to want to spend well, money. Well, hold on, hold on. Men that we would on associate with have two people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fair. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, either that, maybe there's like a family crest that's, or chain, that's different, whatever. That's different. But, but for the most part, it's one, maybe two pieces of jewelry. Right. That being said, I'm like, oh, you know, I really want to get this watch. They're like, why the fuck would you get a watch? And I'm like, uh, because it's a nice watch. And they're like, well, you have a phone. And I'm like, oh, great. So when my phone dies and I have to read the sun, um. I'll be able to figure out what time and day it is. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, like, break, grand- I'll break out my sundial. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what kind of world do you think we live in? And I'm like, Bitch. Yeah, but, but those are the same jerk-offs that as soon as the, I- the Apple watch came out, <laughs> oh, I got to get a watch. I got to get a watch. I'm sorry. Wouldn't you just breaking my balls for, buy- for, for talking about watches, that'll last, right? That'll last a year or two, maybe three. Yeah, and those- same guys. Oh, you know what makes me sick? And I've never, I haven't, I don't, I've never asked anybody because I don't know Anybody that's actually gotten it done, but what an Apple Watch co- uh, case, like the the, gla- the sapphire case. Cause oh, the, if you break it? Oh, I can only imagine how much that costs to fix. You might, you're only, probably better off buying a brand new watch. Isn't that fucked you're up? You're better off going to watchgauge.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give yourself a plug and <laughs> yeah, fuck man. No, uh, you, no, seriously. I mean, you know, the, the, the same guys who I see wearing Apple Watches are the same guys that broke my balls for wearing a watch. Oh, of so, course. But, they always will. But that's fine. I mean, look, everybody's got their thing, right? One thing to think about, too, is that if you're if you're halfway smart with buying watches, whether they're a thousand bucks or whether they're a hundred thousand dollars, you can generally recoup a good amount of your money. Yes. You know, depending on the brand, depending on the model, it's more difficult now with the gray market and all these discounted watches out there because of how the industry's screwed up. But think about this. I mean, I started selling watches in retail uh, in about 2001, maybe 2002. So I, I had clients back then. I was selling Rolexes at the time, but I, you know, was one of the brands I carried. Um, so I, I would sell, let's say 2003, 2004, 2005. I would sell somebody a steel stainless steel Rolex Submariner, $3,800. Okay. That's a great deal on that watch. That's what they went for. I mean, I'm talking maybe pre-owned, let's say, or even brand new for forty two hundred bucks. Um, so let's say let's say brand new forty two hundred dollars, right? I sold I sold, I would sell a Rolex Submariner to somebody, steal one to to somebody in two thousand three four. They would come back in two thousand eleven when I was still in retail, two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen. Hey, uh, you know I've had this watch a long time. It served me well. Blah blah blah. I'm thinking about upgrading to something else, whether it be another Rolex or or whatever it may be. They want to get a new watch. So they take that watch that I, I sold to them for $4,200. They traded it to me. Now, all of a sudden, I'm giving him $5,800 credit towards a new watch because the value went the up. brand new ones are now $7,800. Yeah. So if I'm buying it for $52, I could sell it for $62 pre-owned. I made 1000 bucks. I helped out this client buy a new watch, blah, 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 blah. But the truth is this guy laid out 
forty two hundred dollars in two thousand three, and this is just an example, but it's a very very real example. Guy laid out thirty eight hundred dollars for a Rolex in two thousand. I'm forty two hundred dollars in, in two thousand three for for a Rolex. Two thousand thirteen, he sells it back to me ten ten years later for a profit, and goes and buys a new watch. Now, my That's best my best analogy for that is I'd love to go to Smithtown, get myself a 911 Porsche, drive it for 10 years, go back and get get another <laughs> a nicer car. And and yeah, or get or get more, you know, get more money than I paid for it. It doesn't happen in almost any other product. You know, well, yeah, watches is the very very finite industry that that can happen in. You know, diamonds it could happen in if you buy them correctly, but there's not many things in the world you could buy today other than real estate. That you could just sit on and utilize, and then and all the use stuff. it. It's yeah. not even like, oh, you know, I have to, I can't touch it. Whatever. Absolutely, you could use it. You could wear it every day. Absolutely, and not even blink an eye. Absolutely, a hundred percent. If you know, not that this would be the prime example, but you own a watch. You know, let's say you bought it for five grand. Let's say for some reason you want you want to take three grand and you want to buy yourself a jet ski, but you don't want to take the three grand out of your pocket. You're not in love with your watch anymore. You know what? You could probably get three grand back for your watch if you bought it correctly, right? So yeah. you, you wore a fine watch, $5,000 watch for a couple of years. You got three grand back for I mean, you can't do that with most products within reason. On the same token, I never, ever, ever tell somebody buy a watch because it's an investment. Because you on most watches, you will lose money unless you hold on for a while. Yeah. You know, but but the point is there. So, you know, if you if you, if you buy an Apple Watch, you're throwing it out in two years, three years. You use your phone, you know... Watches are just our thing, and and I get it. When people say I don't, I'm not a watch guy. I totally get it. I never wore a watch when I was, you know, yeah, when I was no, in, in high school and stuff like that. My first watch I, I got after high school was this. It was a Shark, a reef, uh, uh, surfing watch. Oh, had the, the, had the tides on it, you know, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I can look and see what. Not, I mean, not that it helped my surfing at all. Cause I, I suck. I don't even know if those things work. I don't know. I don't. My know. brother but, had one. And I was know, like, ah, I don't know if that's bullshit or not. It went along with the rest of my poser look, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do agree with you a, a lot. And and even if you do lose the money on it, you're not losing. It's not like you got to enjoy it. Yeah, you got to enjoy it. And it's not like a car where you spent twenty grand on the on the watch. And all right, even if you all right, you get into a car accident, you hit your watch into something. Chances are pretty good. It's, one, it's not going to break. Two, even if it does, all right, it's just a lens. Right. Or, I mean, or, yeah. The, yeah, the, crystal, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And and then you could just sell it. It's not like it's going to really depreciate. The, it's not going to depreciate the value of it where a car, it, okay, you, you you drove it for 10 years. Right. You'll Unless it's a classic. Yeah. From the '60s, which happened, which you're already to, paying a lot of money for. Yeah, and the, and you just happen to not use it that much. Yeah. If you use the shit out of it, it's not worth that much. Yeah, you know what's funny? I was that, that's that's interesting. In and I'm I'm dating myself because I, I I'll tell you this every time I'm here. I'm much older than you. Um, my first car was in 1989. I got a '78 Camaro. Okay. 1978 Camaro. God damn. It was it was balling cool when you were younger. Yeah, well, back then it really wasn't balling. It was it was you know. You was a 19 year old fucking you know car, <laughs> you know. But it, the people balling were driving something that was yeah. much newer. I think I I think we paid about 2,800 bucks for that car, right? Oh, God. And it That's was bad. and and it was a junker. It really was. Yeah. I mean, it had a big engine, all that stuff. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Whatever. So um, after I blew up in the tranny on it and sold it and whatnot, right? So I bought that car for, for under under three grand. Driving down Montauk Highway last week, I was with uh, I was with I think I was with my two boys. 
I'm passing this little no name, you know, uh, used car lot, and there's a '78 Camaro there for twenty five grand. And I was 25? like, twenty five. And I said, I was like, no, I'm like, guys, that was my first car. It's the same exact car I owned, different color, but everything else was. It was the same exact car that I owned, and they wanted twenty five grand for it. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I hope Watchgate takes off because I would go and buy that car today, <laughs> <laughs> only because you know you get nostalgic about that crap. So, so it just goes to show you that, like, so when that car was brand new, it was probably six grand, eight grand, or whatever it was yeah, in '78. Yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden, by the time I buy it, it's worth two grand, and now all of a sudden they're twenty five. You if know. you hold on to it, yeah, you know. some things you hold on to some it. Some things, man, but a, uh, but a lot of shit, most stuff not, most and stuff and the not. shit that you throw out, right? Because you you you, you declutter up because that's that's the, sh- the stuff that's worth money, right? It's like your old up, your old man. game systems, you know, uh, Jesus, the Star Wars toy, all that. I mean, I'm again, I'm thinking of crap I got rid of. You want to know what's fucked up? Well, I shouldn't say fucked up, but I give this guy a lot of credit. I met a guy, and I want to have him on the show. I'm I'm in the process of trying to get him on, and um. He goes out and he buys all that memorabilia shit. The shit that, like, you give to your kids, they open it up, they play it with it for a couple yeah. months, and you fucking throw it out. Yeah. He buys all that shit, brand new, in box. Once he and gets puts it, it away, he vacuum seals it, yeah. bro. Vacuum seals it, puts it in a box, tucks it away in a fucking attic. Yeah, but his, he's got to have a big-ass attic, right? He just he, he just every couple every every couple weeks he just buys something else like one he thinks is going to be a collection. You know you know what you know what that that reminds me a great idea. There's this guy I knew. You know I, I think I I probably knew him since I was like 12, 13, But I went through school with him and stuff. And every year for his birthday, you know, like he he'd get he'd get whatever birthday gifts he gets from his parents, right? But his dad would buy the full box of Topps baseball cards for him. But he would buy two boxes, mm. one box. Mm. One box, he would open, he would take out, he'd put in the book in order, and this and that and the other. The other box, which is sealed, his dad said, you know, you're not allowed to open this box. It's got to be, you got to keep the plastic on it. But the, since the year he was born in 1971 or 72, yeah. he had every Topps box of baseball cards still sealed from the factory. And I thought that's brilliant, you know, because... Buy two of it, yeah, throw, throw one in storage. Play with one, do one, yeah, and then and the other one goes away. See, the problem is now, since the 80, late eighties, in the early nineties, there was they started again like over manufacturing all these cards, mm. and all these new card companies came out, and all this crap. The cards are worthless nowadays. So when you, when you go to like, if you went and bought you know two thousand seventeen MLB you know tops cards, they're not worth shit ever. Yeah, because they're making billions of them. But if you go back to this, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, into the early 90s, whatever. Um, but I always thought that was cool. So, and I have every personally, I have every Hess truck from 1972. Oh wow! So now it's still in box. Everyone's in a box. Everyone is as the day we got it. And um, but every time, you know, every Christmas, we, my wife and I, get one for each of our kids. We get one for each of our nephews and stuff. It's just kind of a family thing. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. One of our things. But but I also get one and I put it away. Yeah. So mine gets put away with the rest of them. And I mean, it's not weird how we hold on to shit like that. Yeah. My my neighbor has every single Hot Wheels car. Those can be worth bucks. And in, in the box, the brand new. That's but crazy. I, that's that's a collection. That train. He's got a bunch of shit. His whole fucking basement done yeah. to the nines yeah. and he just he's got like little sh- shelves and each that's one's cool. on the i mean it's blows my mind that's, cool. that's I, cool i can't even put i can't even put a word to to describe the 
sensation you get when you walk down there. Like it's not like oh you have the great lighting. It's but like it's museum. Just, it's just every fucking box lined up yeah. perfectly, brand new in box. Like the boxes aren't even damaged. Like it wasn't even yeah, like they, they, it's like it's like a baseball card. Yeah, right? if that box is bent, it's worth less money. Yeah, like just the cardboard that yeah. like you know the bullshit plastic thing that sits yeah. on the cardboard. That like even the cardboard is not bent. Yep. But uh, I always find it so weird how. We hold on to this shit. You know what's funny? Hoping that it's going to be worth money someday. Yeah. And then, and then the last last time I was on this show, we talked about Craigslist and all that crap and selling shit. Now we're talking about collecting. By the way, fuck you, because now I'm on this offer up shit. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm on. What was that? What was that let one? Go. Uh, let go. Let yeah. go. Let go is the one. Yeah. Did, did, did you try it out? Did you take a picture and it put the description in there for you? Uh, I don't think so. The app alone put the description in there for me. That's fucking. I sold I sold my old mini fridge, but the nice part is too. It's not like I have to go on Craigslist now. All right, I gotta fucking go in there. All right, let me upload seven pictures. I gotta make a description for it, whatever. Like I literally just took a picture of the old mini fridge, photo mini fridge, fifty bucks, lightly used condition, fifty bucks. Got like fucking five hits in an hour or in like a day. I was like. This is great. And then the people want to, like, oh, I don't have to worry about shipping and somebody contacted me from out of the area, whatever. You want to come get it? See you later. Done. Yeah. I was fucking mind blown. I know, man. Mind blown. Technology. Yeah, you and, my, you and one of my buddies. And Tim. Tim that's been on the show. Him too. That motherfucker's got me on there. And just whatever. Finding shit. It, and I, I still have more stuff don't, to sell. Don't, don't get on there and start looking at shit to buy. Do not do it. Oh, you, oh my Don't God. Don't do it. Don't There's do so it. much shit already. I'm just like, <laughs> you, oh, that's so cool. You, buy like, <laughs> uh, you are going to buy the most random crap <laughs> if you get on there and start looking for stuff to buy. Like I'm talking about, you'll be sitting there on the toilet, right? Wasting time, looking at let go. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I need that. And it's like the most random thing in the world. It's like, I mean, I can't even come up with a funny example. right? I now. have so much shit I don't even need. Right. Because, and because this fucking internet thing. And there's a website called Slick Deals. I don't know if you know about Slick Deals. No, I haven't. Oh, that Slick one. Deals is great. Slickdeals.net. And this is not paid for them by anything by them. But it's but a you could forum. but you sponsor the show if you'd like to. Uh, yeah, if you, yeah, if somebody from the, them listen, sponsor, hook it up. Um, but it's a forum where people go and let's say you're out uh, or you're on the internet and you find, I don't know, Target has a great deal on. Water bottles. There's fucking great water bottles. It's normally like $25, and they're selling for 15 right now. You go on there, hey, check out Target, whatever, and you post the photo of it, 15 whatever, and then if it's a really good deal, you can put a little flame next to it, and people can go in there, and they don't. you don't make any money off, off of showing it. You just help the community, quote-unquote, find the shit to right. get the good deal. Oh my god! The amount of shit that I've bought on there that I don't because fucking you're just need. looking at good deals. Yeah, because I'm just like, oh my god, this is so funny. I, I know it's so funny. Oh, Let me just get it's it. It's ten quick. o'clock at night. I gotta get in my car. I gotta go buy a water bottle because it's a good deal. <laughs> so fucking true. <laughs> Harrison, where are you going? <laughs> go to buy a fucking water bottle. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's so true. This shit on there for so cheap. This fucking kayaks on there. I'm like, oh my oh, god, damn. a kayak's 180. I've bucks. always wanted to be a river kayaker. <laughs> there isn't a river on Long Island. Uh, I'm like, oh my god, it'd be so cool to have a kayak. What the fuck am I going to use a kayak? I don't even have time for that shit. Oh, that is awesome. It's all the time, uh, man. Awesome. So much. Like, kayak. there's tents. Harrison, on- why is there a kayak <laughs> in the driveway? <laughs> I mean, my, my, I don't, my, up, my Mom. fucking post office, my postman must be like, what the fuck goes on? This kid's he's got a new, pa- he's got like a new uh, package or packages a week. That's on, awesome. On- 
That oh my god, awesome. it's fucking crazy, man! Just new shit coming all the time. Like, what funny. the fuck could I be getting? <laughs> and it's and it's always Amazon or or, or like a name brand. Like, I, I'm sure he looks at like where it's coming from. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, what do you get this week? Oh, it's for something from Cabela's. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking. I bought bags. I have bags at home. I didn't even fucking use because Cabela's had a good sale. And I'm yeah. like, oh, let me get this shit. Well, it's right like now. it's like your six Yeti sitting in your podcast <laughs> office. <laughs> Because you're going to have six people in this no, room. No, hey, sit me down. No, those little ones are for, for scotch when I get up. I'm actually going to be uh, right below the camera. I'm going to be getting, not getting, I'm going to be making. I got pallet board. Okay. Thank you to uh, Bayport Flower House for hooking up pallets for me. Little plug. Yeah, a little plug for them. And uh, so I bought, I got a bunch, they gave me a bunch of pallets and I chopped them all up, whatever. So I'm in the process. I've been really, really busy since I've gotten them. Um, but I'm going to make a wine rack. That'll also hold um, a couple wine glasses, like three, four wine, probably four wine glasses for the for this. Is and that for then, when? Is that for when you bring the ladies in? Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> hey, every once in a while, I like to have a glass of wine. I had a fucking, I had a ball in Melbach the other day. Speaking of which, but um, and I want to have it also have the ability to hold a couple different liquor bottles. Like, right. uh, not that we're gonna come in here and get fucking loaded, but no, but it's classy. Yeah, you know, a couple glasses of scotch. You want something yeah. that you you don't drink beer, maybe a vodka soda, whatever right. it is. I want to be able to swap it up a little bit. Yeah. Um. So that's the ultimate goal. I'll have that underneath there. And then I think for the most part, this room will be pretty much done. So the, those yetis over there, that's for that's for like that'll liquor. be for like scotch. Okay. When somebody comes comes in, they have scotch. Gotcha. I'll have it for that. I have I have that one for anybody who wants. Well, I didn't have water bottles at the time. I did, the water bottles is a new addition to the to the facility now. Gotcha. Um, because Billy was on, he's like, "Oh, you got water?" I was like, "I, I just bought a fucking yeti. Let me just <laughs> fill it up with water." Uh, Let me go but, dip it in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, oh God. <laughs> Uh, but like it never occurred to me that people drink like because this sounds so fucked up. But like people, I, I forget that people drink out of water bottles still. Yeah. Because I don't, I haven't drinking out of, I literally have not drinking out of a water bottle other than the extremely rare occurrence. Now you're talking about like a a, a Perrier bottle, like a like a plastic, just a bottle? regular plastic water, like a yeah, like a spring, water, Dasani, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it is, Perrier. Um, I haven't drinking out of a water bottle, and no joke, I can't believe Perrier was the one I came up with first. Yeah. You, <laughs> We know where you're going. What part of Fire Island you're going to this summer? Hey. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the no offense to anybody who's gay. Not at all. Triggered. I used to work over there, actually. Um, it is actually kind of funny though, because I never realized like the whole fin, the whole side tangent, um, the obsession with Perrier. Because I used to work in like in Stony Brook, and people were like, "Oh, do you have Perrier?" I'm like, "No, I don't fucking Perrier." And then I, I was like, "I've had a Perrier in thirty years." <laughs> and I was at, I was somewhere. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, like they had Perrier and it was on sale. I was like, ah, right, you know what, everybody, fuck all these fucking, well, we, we quote unquote, wealthy people drink it. Let me just buy one. It's like, good. And I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty tasty. <laughs> like, right, I'm fucking knock them. This is the best freaking water I've ever had. <laughs> it's tasty. This Fus is Fiji water, though. I don't think it tastes that. I think it tastes like shit. But some people, a lot of people love it. Yeah, well, I, you know, I was I was at a meeting once. And, uh, fuck, did we get on this time? This no, is crazy. Guess, but this is the fun part of the show. <laughs> oh, I love but, it. But Kevin and I, my my business partner in that other business, he and I. We went to a meeting once together, and we sit down. This beautiful, like, corner office guy, uh. wealthy dude. And all of a sudden, I, I'm trying to think of what that bottle, the bottle of water. It's like tall core. Is that a core water? Whatever uh -huh. it is, it's, it's just like this this bottle. It's like long. Is that like a gray label on a gray and white label? It's like a yeah, gray and white. I think so. Oh, so, shit. but anyway, I'd never seen this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm not a classy dude. So we we sit down. The, the the secretary comes in. She brings these two big bottles of water and and glasses and a little ice thing. 
And she walks out, and Kevin goes, man, they're really, they're really, they've lo- they're loaded here. I go, well, it's a beautiful office. Yeah, he goes, no, man, look at the water. <laughs> I'm like, the, yeah, I'm like I don't really get it. He goes, those things are like six bucks a piece. Yeah. I'm like, for water? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, meanwhile, I'm like, can I get another water, please? <laughs> I'll take one to go with you. Stick one in my briefcase. <laughs> But no, it's fucked up, man. I I kind of forget that people drink out of water bottles because yeah. like, I, and I didn't even do this for the going green part. I I got the Yeti. I bought it now well over a year ago, and I literally carry this thing with me everywhere. Yeah. And it's it it's better than a bottle because a bottle I bang around, I beat the shit out of the thing. Where this it it has to be in your hand because it doesn't seal. Right. So because it doesn't seal. I just carried it around with me everywhere. But actually, and it naturally keeps it much colder. And yes, and and that was the other nice part is when I get cold drinks, they're always colder for much longer periods yeah. of time, and hotter drinks too. Yeah. So, oh my god, I'm burping like crazy. Sorry, everybody. Um, but when I have like when I put beer in here or whatever, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. cocktail, whatever it is, I'm, I I know that, and it's great for the beach. I know it's going to stay cold. I fill this thing up with ice. I add I add my my seltzer to it. Yeah, and then I'm like I'm good. Like yeah. I don't have to worry. And it could sit in the was, sun all day long. I was blown away that my my neighbor you know uh, had the can of one. Okay, and he's like, "Have you?" And this is a year. This and is half. fucking. This was like gold. two years ago. Yeah. So I, I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like I'm thinking, why would you want that big hunking metal thing around your can? And he goes, uh, "He goes, have you seen? That? Have you used this?" No. He said, "He goes, watch this." And and. We were like hanging out. I think I was helping him do some yard work, do something. So he takes it. He puts it in the sun with a brand new beer in there. I'm like, what am I watching? He goes, we're going to leave that there for about two or three hours. Oh, it's sickening. I go, what do you mean? He goes, that thing will be cold in two hours. Guaranteed, that'll be cold in two hours. Sitting in the sun like this. And it was summertime. Yeah. I was like, no way. Yeah. There is no way. He goes, I'll bet you. I'm like, whatever. So we went and did some stuff. And he, he like set his his timer on his watch yeah. so he's like oh it's about two hours let's go check it and we pick it up and sure as hell that thing was cold i was absolutely blown away oh this thing works so fucking i good. couldn't believe it. i like, couldn't believe it either like i was like dude is there ice inside of that metal he's like no it's just the insulation it just technology. works it's, I, it's crazy it's it just works the yeah. uh, i didn't i my one somebody offered me one last year for um for a beer yeah and i had i had Put the beer in there. I went swimming for a little for like an hour or so. Came back and it's it was still cold. ice cold. That's and I was crazy. like, "Crazy, <gasps> that's crazy." <sighs> so, so here's here's another mind blower. Like talking about green, talking about water. Right? Yeah. Have you heard of the water balls? Oh, the uh, Orbeez. Is that what the name of those things? Yeah, are? Orbeez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, you, where some fucking crazy motherfucker <laughs> on YouTube filled the whole pool with them. It, hold on. It, anybody listening to this, Google that shit. Because this this ball, the balls are literally a ball of water. They're the size of airsoft BBs before they expand. So what does that mean? To, so an to air, normal. So person. an airsoft BB is is it like an inch? No, 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 no. They're very small. They're probably. But these are the things. No, see, I'm thinking of something different. I think water the, balls. The ones that I saw on the news were about two inches across, inch and a half across. They expand when they put in water. They have to absorb the water. Is that right? Yes. And then they and then the skin disintegrates, right? Like if you you throw the and whole you ball in th- your mouth. No, I'm talking about something. Oh, I I'm, know talking what I'm talking, talking about, about drinkable water. Yes. All right. All right. I'm talking all right. about. So I've this, seen that too. This yes. is a ball. You it, it comes in a plastic like not plastic like. Never um, mind. So fuck the Orbeez. Yeah, I don't know. What the but hell that's what about. that that. All right. So, so this, I know exactly what you're talking these about. These things. Too, so you don't have a water bottle. You've got this ball of water. You pop it in your mouth and you bite it or whatever. It 
you drink the water and the skin that it's in is disintegrates in your mouth and there's no bottle there's no nothing yeah that is the most mind-blowing thing in the world yep you can feed like you can get fresh water to like people in tanzania or wherever they yep you know one of you ready for another mind blower go ahead so i'm sitting on linkedin today and uh i i spend a chunk of my day on linkedin just yeah, whatever yeah, i i I am the business network obsessed with LinkedIn, yeah. and I like to, and I, I like, I like LinkedIn because for a couple reasons. One, it's got a lot. Of, you already drink your beer, yeah. fucking animal. All right, give me another one. Shit. <laughs> Stops during the week, so he has to catch up when he's with me. Um, so I'm on LinkedIn, and they come out with this new article, and China just released a solar-powered farm that floats on water. And it is enormous, enormous like, like literally like a, an acre or like like miles, several dozen acres. It looked like it was fucking mind blowingly big. So this floats where, like in the ocean? Yeah. So they just put it on the ocean, and I'm actually kind of I'm extremely curious, and this is and I'm about to fucking tech out right now and science out right now, but I'm extremely curious to see how this affects global warming. Not so much in the fact that is it because it because making those things is extremely bad for the environment but if they last long enough it will be will eventually turn to a green a green the green scale my other thought process on this too is because you're shading so much ocean how is that going to affect the ocean and is that because now i don't know if you know about the coral epidemic and corals are dying yeah. at an extremely fast rate because yep. Yep. the the because global warming because al gore flies in a private plane what? No. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even know about that. <laughs> I'm just um, kidding. But I'm kind of curious to see how, because they're covering that much space with So it's going to cool panels. the water, right? I, well, I don't know. This so, is my thought. No, but that's the thought, right? So so the thought would, is because the water underneath is all shaded. It would get yes. cooled down. But then think about, right? So solar panels are black. Yes. Right? So you take... So they get very hot, though. And the right. water will help cool them. But that, does that heat the air temperature? I don't know. See, see this is... That's... This is a touchy subject. Uh, yeah, man. But I think it's a great idea, and it's definitely better than... Regardless, it's definitely better. 100% it's definitely better than whatever we're doing at the moment, whether it's burning coal, I think it's I, burning... I think you have to natural, try everything. Natural I think gas. you have to try absolutely everything, because eventually something's going to work, right? So something's going to stop negatively impacting the planet, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not like a... Yeah, but there's I, also talks about... There's actually one, I think it's a company now, they were talking about putting, because there's so much smog in China and other areas in, in the world, they're putting these air filters that will pull the garbage out of the air and filter them. And now, and they're thinking about taking the, the shit that they pull out of the air and compressing it to make diamonds to sell to fund it's the carbon, whole operation because it's carbon in the air yes that's right that makes sense isn't that fucking crazy well, that's the other that's the other thing diamonds now they're make they're manufacturing diamonds yeah i mean that's, that's i heard you have to be very careful when you buy diamonds that's, now, that's scary yeah you have to be very very careful uh anybody who's ever going to buy a diamond wants to you know be safe about buying a diamond buy one that was sent to the gia what's and the, certified what's the GIA? gia is the gemological institute of america okay uh and the gia will take any diamond on the planet and they will they will um, authenticate it. They will also grade it for its color, its clarity, this, that, and the other. Oh, but aren't most diamonds normally done like that? There, well, people will tell you what color it is, what clarity it is, uh, unless it's certified by the GIA. It's all bullshit. 
So, like, let's say you go into a store and say, hey, I'm looking for a diamond for my, for my girl. I want to get married. They're going to say, oh, here's a beautiful diamond. It's a G color. It's an SI1 clarity. You could say, all right, great. And By the way, John knows about this. He's not yeah, just. Yeah, I know. I, I came from that world. So that the whole time. I don't want somebody industry, to just be like, well, no. what the fuck does John know? <laughs> no. John does know so, about this, and I knew that John knew about this. Yeah, but most, most yeah, so thank you. But most people will go into a store. They'll listen to what the, the jeweler tells them, and they'll buy the diamond and walk out with no proof that that's like a G-collar or an that SI1. That makes me sick. So what, the only way in the world to be safe is, is to, get, to get a diamond that has been GIA certified. Mm-hmm. And to be stupid safe, they laser inscribe the GIA number on the diamond. So you're holding in, a GIA certificate in micro. Oh, it's tiny. Yeah, need it. Yeah, you need a microscope. Like they have a jeweler's microscope. You can see it with. But uh. the only way in the world to be safe is get a GIA certified diamond with a GIA certificate, and has also been laser inscribed. So That's weird, crazy. weird sidebar. Weird sidebar um, conversation. I'm curious to know. Because I just physically don't have enough time in a day to do all my homework on every single little thing. But I'm curious to know what a, di- what a manufactured diamond compares to a natural forming diamond. I hear they're almost identical. Rumor has it they're almost identical. Because if it's a, di- a diamond, is, a diamond is diamond. It's, Granted, It's yes. carbon. It yeah. is coal. It's coal. It's carbon. It's the <laughs> same exact thing as coal. Compressed in stupid temperatures like super high heat yeah. and super high pressure. And it it turns into a diamond, and that's how they manufacture. I don't know. I don't know personally. I you know I've never dealt with manufactured yeah. diamonds, um, but I don't know. It's scary. It's scary because if they can make them to the point that they're identical, then then they're point? worthless, right? Uh, diamonds are already worthless. Well, they're they're stupid expensive too, though. Because that's like everything, it's, though. We make it so, expensive. It's so rigged. We that's make so it rigged. expensive. That's so rigged, that system. And women, and no, nothing against women. No. no. I'm sure there's gay dudes out there, too. But the, I, I know so many women that are like, oh, the most important thing to me, I don't care if we have a big house, I don't care if we have a nice car, but I want a nice ring, I want a nice diamond. And I'm like, that diamond is literally just <laughs> a shiny rock. Like it's. You want to hear something funny? We back probably 15 years ago or so because I 14 15 years ago I was just married and we had a bunch of couples over we just bought our first house we had a bunch of couples over on a Saturday night we we're all drinking playing games doing whatever doing and uh, my buddy was over with this girl who they, they've been serious and we're all we all getting liquor, liquored up and we're talking she's she's like oh well I want it to be at least three carrots and I want this and I want it to be this and I want it to be that ching ching I'm looking at my buddy I'm like lose this girl faster than you can just get rid of her i swear to because i i said to her at that point i'm like come on i'm like it really doesn't make a difference if he loves you and she's like fuck that i want i want a three carat meanwhile three carat diamond at the time was like 30 grand for a crummy one still you know? fucking is yeah i know so jesus i mean 30, that's for a crummy one yeah. a decent one's eighty ninety thousand dollars yeah my buddy was like a brand new cpa making like 60 grand a year and i'm like i'm like tom lose her lose her lose her and oh. he was he wasn't like a he wasn't like a super close friend, so we didn't really stay very in touch yeah. over the years. I ran into him about five years ago. I'm like, what are you up to? He's like, Oh, I got married. I'm like, No, not to her. He goes, Oh no. <laughs> so he goes, fun. She was a nightmare. But, uh, but you did. I just think it's funny because you're right. Some some real, oh, I want it to be this big. Yep. Yep. It's a rock. I was listening to um to a, actually a very intellectual podcast and I couldn't I don't even remember which one it was because it was an interim one. But it was the the value of oh no it was uh, Joe Rogan's new one with 
Bert something or Brett. I don't even remember. But they're talking about cryptocurrencies and these bitcoins, and I've actually had quite a lot of philosophical thoughts on on. I don't know if you know what a bitcoin is. I'm familiar. I, okay. I, I don't know too much. Bitcoins and blockchain blockchain currencies and things like that. So a blockchain currency, aka cryptocurrency, is basically a virtual money where it has to be authenticated several like dozens and or multiple times until the computer says, "All right, after it's done authenticating, it says, okay." I've authenticated this. Let me add one more block onto the chain. So the so it's constantly being verified all the time whenever you trade it. That being said, people are like, oh, you now, know, wait, wait, do you buy stuff with this stuff? Oh yeah, you can buy anything: drugs, guns, okay, slaves, can you buy it? Like, cars. Can I, can I go buy a twelve pack of Bud Light with it? Um, maybe not. Or a twelve pack it, of Bud is Light. it only for? But you could buy a car with it. Okay. So. Um, there's a lot of places that'll accept bitcoins. Okay. Some people live strictly on Bitcoin. They right, buy everything in Bitcoin. They sell everything on Bitcoin. Um, and it's not a bad currency to have. Now it's gotten a lot better. People, it's harder to be hacked when you have a Bitcoin. Things like that. So is it all? Does it all live in the virtual world? Yes. Okay. There, so nothing is tangible. So what's what's to say you wake up one day and somebody says, "Oh, I don't. You don't have any Bitcoin." You're like, yeah, I had a million. Well, that that brings up my next point. No way. The only reason why it has value, and that's kind of like the dollar bill too. This dollar bill that I have, it's, in a, my, it's a it's a green piece, white and green piece of paper. The gold that no longer has gold backing to it. It's Nothing. literally a piece of cloth that has green, black, and it's some other fucked up version of yellow worth, on it's, there. It, it's not worth what it's printed on unless somebody says it is. Yes. Yeah. So the government says it's worth something, but. I could light this thing on fire, and it can't. It couldn't even leave this room. Nothing. Yeah, right. it's worth nothing. Bitcoin is not even. At least I can hold this. That's yeah. That's what I feel. Bitcoin is not even fucking tangible. Right. Like well, I can. You I'm never. A big, I'm a big fan of gold. I'm a big fan of a block of like 24 karat. You know, pure. Uh, I've never touched that, so I wouldn't know. I mean, I don't have at the moment. But okay. But if 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 for some reason I came into a couple bucks and you know wanted to figure out what to do with it, I mean, to me, it's it's. It's better to have uh, a couple of ounces of gold stuck in a safe than it is to put it into a savings account. Oh, yeah. And you, know, you probably get a better return on it. Plus, it's tax-free. Mm. When you buy it and you sell it, it's tax-free. So you can buy a million dollars worth of gold, it's tax-free. You could sell it. It's tax-free. I did not. It is. Good to know. It is. Um, but, yeah, these whole blockchain things, I'm like, I'm like, there's literally no value other than what we affiliate the value to be with them. So now, right now, the values are like, I don't know, 1700 bucks give or take, for one of these things. But back in the day, it's kind of like a stock. Back in the day, it used to be worth pennies on the dollar. Right. But now then, it's but, worth... But then wasn't there some kind of... like I heard about like some kind of major crash at one point where... Yeah, I don't know. It just well, it, it freaks me out because there, you have zero control over anything with that. I mean, not that you have any control over what the value of a dollar is, but at least... You can hold At least 99.9% .9 of the United States has their trading and their value of things based yep. on the dollar. Yep. If I walked into the fucking, you know, if I walked into anywhere and said, hey, I've got a million Bitcoin, everybody looked at me like, so? Is it no different than having a See, million? See, it's weird, know? though, because now I think we're at a time where if you say you had a million Bitcoin, let's just say a million dollars in Bitcoin, because if you had a million Bitcoin, right, that's, you were that's a fine. fucking baller. <laughs> um, even, even if a I had a million dollars, I'm a baller. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Even if you have a million dollars in Bitcoin, you're balling. But... Now it's becoming so socially acceptable to. It's weird because rewind two three years, people are like, do you have bitcoins? Like, like what shady shit are you doing? Yeah, that you that's have the way I feel. Like, now. why do you have an untraceable see, currency? See, I'm that not. I'm I'm that far out of like being a millennial. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like, I'm not there. It's fucking weird. So like, if if I was if I was in uh you know if I had a watch store and I had you know expensive watches and you came in, I'm like, yeah, I want that watch for hundred grand. You know, do you take bitcoin? I'm like. 
the fuck are you talking about? No. And this and this and the fucked up part is people, people are, taking, are doing it. People are doing Car dealerships on Long Island take Bitcoin now. Okay. Yep. It's it's and, and it's all over. Now, I mean, where is the Bitcoin currency trading all taking place? Where does it live? Is you it, have your Bitcoin wallets and ATMs and things like that. That you no, but no, no. I'm talking about like you know how we have the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Chicago Board of. Well, you send them to people. So you send like Venmo. But you send your bitcoins. But is there money. a central? Is there a central banking location? No, it's cryptocurrency, bro. You just dig for them, bro. <laughs> you don't know this, bro. It's all about digging, bro. Um, there was a. <laughs> I feel like I've, yeah, either I'm really high or you're really high, and I know neither of us are high. Um, I, so you. Like there's no there's no New York Stock Exchange of Bitcoin. There's no, no. there's no nope. Nasdaq. There's nope. no nope. there's nope. no trading floor. Nope, nothing. Nothing. There's so a, you, you know just, what it is. You know what it is. What? It's a Commodore 64, which predates you by about ten years. It's I was a shitty say, little, I've heard of that, but it's I don't a shitty know. little computer. Okay, sitting somewhere in like Malaysia. Oh, probably. And there's some guy picking his nose, tapping the screen, and that's what that's like the Bitcoin Bitcoin <laughs> currency. Uh, so a little, a little. All right. So I'll bring it all the way back to as good of my memory as I possibly can dig into. Bitcoin was invented by a guy. And basically what it is, is it's a algorithm that your computer has to process to figure out how to get the Bitcoin out. When it was first started, Bitcoins were easy to pull because any computer could get into the get into the algorithm. Progressively, the algorithm gets harder and harder to crack. Right. That being said, when that algorithm gets harder and harder to crack, Bitcoins become more valuable because they're not as abundant as they used to be when the when it was when there weren't so many of them on the market. Now that there's more and more on the market, they're much harder to get. You can still farm them. For example, there was a guy in Germany. What do you mean farming them? So you're not planting a seed and no. watering it. Wait. You're hacking. You're not hacking. You're decrypting the algorithms, or you're solving the algorithms. So you basically program the computer to out to to try all these different algorithms, and then once it tr once it figures out the algorithm, boom, you get a Bitcoin out. So now, because Bitcoins are so expensive, it's very costly to get to, to mine, quote-unquote, Bitcoins. You can download software that just basically tries to go through and, and figure out the Bitcoins, but it's extremely inefficient now. Back in the day, rewind three, four years ago, when they were much more... When they were easier to come by because the algorithms were simpler, now they're much more complex because it's a self-building algorithm. It's all about cryptography and things like that and numbers and algebra and all this fucking crazy crazy shit. There was a guy in Jersey who literally had a warehouse that he would mine, quote-unquote, Bitcoins with. So he set up these things called Raspberry Pis, which is a motherboard, and you could program them, and then you can have gr GPUs, graphical processing units, which basically helps run your images on your computer, video games, things like that. Had all these things plugged into him, and, it would, and all these things would mine... Bitcoins all day long. Mm -hmm. He had a state-of-the-art facility for literally a fucking $100 computer, but he had thousands of them in rows, and yeah. computers get hot when they're running and things right. like that because you have electrical currency. AC. He says that his bill for the, if I can recall correctly to the news article, he's like, yeah, my, my electrical bill is somewhere around a million dollars a month. Because he but was, how much was he mining? He was making like 15 to $20 million a month in Bitcoins. So obviously it's not sustainable. You do it for a couple of years. So, you, so you these do things, it for a couple these, months and you get out. He's not physically taking them from somebody. He's not physically. No, you're, yeah, you're decrypting the hashes, the 
the hashes. Yeah, I, it's it's all sorts of far be it. Yeah, it's all sorts. So I'm gonna up. I'm gonna go and buy an ounce of gold and yeah, <laughs> stick just, it in my yeah, safe. Stick with something tangible. Yeah, but uh, crazy. Yeah, it's pretty fucked. But the crazy part about bitcoins and the the negative stigma uh, stigma around it for a while was you could literally get almost anything you wanted for a bitcoin. So if you wanted a quote-unquote ghost gun, a gun that came from South Africa with a, a race serial number and was completely untraceable, shipped to your house, you send them a Bitcoin, they put it in overnight packaging, it doesn't have enough time to get scanned through the facilities, and it comes right to your house. So you can literally buy so a ghost why, gun. Like why that. wouldn't they be able to do that with your American Express or your Visa? Because if you buy that with your American Express, now you have it's a traceable, traceable. You have a traceable. Oh, what did you do? Why did you buy something from South Africa? Who is this person? Right. Now you start raising red flags. You send a piece of virtual currency that nobody can, nobody can follow. Right. You're golden. And then you can get a hold of drugs, whatever. Basically, whatever you couldn't get. It's here. Scaring me, you know all this. You gotta. You gotta. It, you know. You know what's fucked up. You gotta. It's why would you have to know this? Well, we with the nerds plug in for the nerds. Well, there you go. Um, you guys have to protect people against stuff. Yes, Got kind it. of. People, hackers, mainly in like Russia, Germany, uh, mainly Russia, they will put out phishing, which is when they send you emails and. When you click on that email and you open it up, it basically opens up a <clears throat> a file that says, all right, lock this computer. And as we're locking this computer, we're sending the files over there. It's locking the files and sending them back. Right. So it's this whole loop. Is that the one, are those the ones that say, give us five grand or we're... Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So your normal credit card will not swipe on there because they don't want to get found out by American Express and then Interpol can get involved in this, that, and the other thing. So because of that, you can get a Bitcoin, and that's how you have to pay the hackers to unlock your computer so you can get your grandma, your grandchildren's photos. That's yeah. literally who they're attacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you have a good IT company, whether it be in-house or whether it be a managed service provider like the nerds, you can – this should be a very low fear because your IT company should be consistently – preventing anything that could happen right is it possible yeah sure but on the flip side of it too though is is if if that does happen and you do get your computers locked up if you have a backup of your system yeah, yeah. you wipe the whole computer you just load it from the backup and you're good to go right no no problem they don't keep they almost never will keep the files they care less about the files they, they, they just want, want to turn and burn else, right they, they just, just want to turn and burn yeah they, they just want you to be desperate enough to give them money yep and if you're not then they're just going to get rid of that stuff yeah it's right. it doesn't and i've got an i've got an external hard drive and i've got it for one reason for all the photos and videos yep. that i can't replace i can replace any word file any you know yep. you should any be putting business. it in two places you should be throwing it up in dropbox and on the external yeah, if you exactly can. exactly um it's all about redundancy but basically that's why i know so much about cryptocurrency right so, because I was in I went to school for it, and now I do deal with it here, and I have to know how to get it. And you were a contract killer while you were in school, pretty much. Okay, yeah. so that's how you got paid. Well, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I actually kill people who develop who design craft watches. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Just not the guys who sell them. <laughs> um, but uh, the so that's that's kind of how I had to get into it, and it was it's it's kind of weird because now it's not so much talked about, but over the last. Two years, it was very heavily... Yeah, yeah, I haven't heard much about it lately. Yeah, it, because... Well, now, I think it's becoming so accepted. 
Yeah. That it's just like it's it's like all the new shit that's coming out. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, sounds, yeah, yeah, no, totally. Like it's not even like, oh, what are you using for? Well, think about it. Ten years ago, people didn't feel comfortable buying anything online. Yeah. Right. And now, now, now just. You get yeah. that fucking one click from Amazon. I have the one click from Amazon on my phone, for God's sake. So I'm like buying stuff while I'm, you know, on the train or. or... I've fucked up a couple times. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, I think we did too. Like, like you like know, we got we got like two like two of something. You know, my we got my, went to get my son a hockey stick and yeah. and I I must have tapped it twice. Oh, next thing you know, two of them come and it's like. No, there was a couple times where I'm bad. like, oh, this is pretty cool, and like I'm like, all right, and. Because you could always swipe to the right for iPhones, but that now they they change so you have to swipe the bar for the one the one touch pay. So I you just I'm always used to swiping to to the right, whatever. And I did that a couple times. And I'm like I'm like what the fuck did I order this? And I'm like, oh, it's like two o'clock <laughs> in the morning. The, and just the blessing is that they they return every, they accept yes, everything back, they right? They do. Yeah, but uh, it's it's fucking weird how I think it's time for a pee break. A pee break? Well, I mean, we could wrap this bitch up. Or Let's wrap it up. Hour, hour and twenty eight. That was perfect. Dude, that's fast. The last one was two hours. I'm like, damn, that was long, but it went fast. Yeah. When I was listening, I'm like, God, I didn't shut up. <laughs> God, John, shut the hell up. Yeah, man. You? Yeah, I looked up before, and I was like, God damn, we're 45 minutes in. I'm like, holy fuck, this is yeah. flying. It, it goes fast. This is fun. It does. Um, all right, so I want to give a plug-in for um, Montauk, actually, because I had my buddy uh, Greg on here the other day, and he brought me a Montauk Wave Chaser, and I've been waiting to drink it, and I must say it was the first beer I had today. I think, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, it's false. It wasn't the first beer I had to do. That's fucking bad. It's that great I think that about you it. have to think about that. <laughs> but it was fucking tasty as could be. Um, and he didn't tell me to do this or anything like that. I just happened to drink it. He brought me one. It was one of the last ones he could get a hold of because uh, they're out of them right now. But that was a fucking delicious beer. So, Montauk, keep keep producing good beer on that note john give yourself some plugins because you've right, obviously so, spent some time here yeah no so watch gauge uh is launching july 6th um it's gonna be the worst don't even it's go gonna be horrible it's just <laughs> i don't even know why i'm, I'm doing so this i'm excited should, to go i should just i should just go you know not have a job um no so i'm so trying to do that the, but, uh, the whole the whole work the money thing yeah it's really i don't know yeah you know. <laughs> Gets frowned upon. I see, although when, I see, you, when you're in your underwear for three days straight, <laughs> sitting there doing nothing, your kids look at you weird. It's fucked up because that's my dream. <laughs> yeah, like dad, I just, Dad, aren't you really gonna like shower? <laughs> <laughs> although funny enough, I do shut happen to see to John school. all the time at the beach. But the whole work thing's interrupting <laughs> the beach time. Shut up and go to school, kids. Um, yeah. So no. So Watch Gauge launching on uh, July 6th is going to be the day the site goes live. We'll have a landing page up hopefully tomorrow or the next day. Um, you just follow us on on Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter. Everything's going to be at WatchGage. So, is there an underscore at WatchGage? Uh, no, no, it's just, oh, just WatchGage watch. one words. W a t c h g a u g e. Uh, follow us. Take a look. Um, you know, it's it's going to be fun from our end. If you like watches even remotely, we're going to have some fun videos. I mean, I want to I want to bring kind of like you do with the podcast. This is. The same conversation you and I are having on the podcast, the same conversation we have, not on the microphone, right? You're as real as, as you are. I appreciate it. No, that. It's, it's, you're, you're the same exact person on while you're recording as you are not recording. Yeah. We want to translate that. that as far as watch gauge is concerned. We're regular dudes, man. We're, we're guys who love watches, who happen to sell watches. So if that translates even remotely, that's then our goals are met, and uh, we'll bring some cool, fun brands. And, and dude, I appreciate it. 
you know, you have me. I still can't figure out why the hell you would have me, but I, I appreciate <laughs> having me. You got a lot of re- you got a lot of high, high recommendations last time you were on here. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you did. Right you on. did. So right I, I figured I'd give you a little plug. Yeah, in. I think I got one follower from it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it was my mom. It was your mom. It was Miss Barron. She's a nice lady. Thank, thank you, Miss Barron. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah. uh, thanks, brother. Appreciate the fuck out of you guys. Obviously, this podcast podcast is sponsored by Nerds That Care. We kind of gave them like another last like fifteen minutes of the show, but that's the kind of shit that that's out there, guys. Uh, it's no joke. And if you don't have a viable IT company, if you don't have people that are progressively working on keeping your environment safe, and this goes with business. And anything like that, it could be pretty scary. You could lose your kids' photos. You could lose those things that aren't backed up. Um, they should also be working on things to save you guys money. And, and and that's part of the nerds that care's job is to stay on that cutting edge, knowing almost everything there is. I mean, it'll be impossible to know everything, but basically know everything that's going on in technology. So appreciate the fuck out of them for for sponsoring the podcast obviously everybody knows where to follow me harrison underscore baron instagram twitter whatever brutally honest podcast on um facebook oh and i made a paragon and a website up uh, no not a paragon patreon a patreon so if you want to support the show and i didn't even tell you this i should uh, i should have told you this um as you're as you're trying to sneak out but um so i made a patreon so anybody who wants to to uh, donate 10 bucks yeah you can just donate you can do like a dollar show you can do five twenty dollars a show whatever it is uh, but any money obviously is mucho appreciated and it doesn't go i mean yeah it technically goes towards me but it's literally going to go into getting better equipment getting new equipment getting better cameras whatever it is but it's going to be specifically geared towards making the show better um, I'll, c- I'll come back if you start paying your guests I, that's actually that, believe it or not it's kind of funny that's actually on not even not to pay them but to no. I was telling um, one of my buddies I'm like look you know if a guest I want to be able to pay for the guest's flight here if they're not from the state oh, well, that's, that's a are, whole different ball yeah, 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 yeah I don't want to pay pay them I want them to come hang out because they're my friend or becoming yeah, friends yeah, yeah. but I want to be able to fly them in from you mean, wherever so when you get past guys like me and you're on to the big league yeah pretty much you're a bottom feeder no, yeah, no, no, look hey, I live a mile away John <laughs> Please we'll, come. We'll still kill beers. <laughs> um, but basically, just to be able to have those people that can't make it out here. So that's kind of what it's going to go towards, and it'll be going towards upgrading the room. So if you want to support, appreciate the shit out of you guys. If you don't want to support and you just listen to the end, still appreciate the shit out of you guys. So on that note, peace out. I think i got one more show coming up this week, and see you later. <laughs>